Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I'm talking about SummerSlam Weekend in Toronto. That's SummerSlam 2019. Um, and... Uh, also, I'll be talking about Takeover Toronto the night before, uh, Monday Night Raw, so 1,368 the night after, and then the night after that, 205 Live and SmackDown Live episodes, why did I say it in that order? SmackDown episode 1,043 and 205 Live episode 142. Um, because I was there in person for Takeover Toronto, I also uh, saw the two matches that were filmed for uh, NXT episode 521 which was this week's episode i haven't actually watched the episode because i saw the matches in person um and i saw a couple of like the interview spots uh interview spots what uh interview segments um that i'm sure are uh on this week's episode but uh yeah if there were more things than that which there absolutely were um i will not be talking about those things because i have not watched the the broadcast version of of that so um before i get into all of that i did want to talk very briefly about a tv show and three movies that i saw this week and um i recommend all of them if you're interested in any of these things then you're probably thinking about seeing them anyway. I said, go go ahead, go and watch these things. Uh, so first of all, uh, Glow season three, um, it came out the day that I left for um, for Toronto, so I wasn't able to watch this until uh, really uh, Wednesday. Uh, was when I started watching it, I watched like one episode on the flight back, and then uh, I oh also I went to see Corteo. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Cirque du Soleil Corteo uh, is here at the in Denver at the Pepsi Center. Um, so I watched a couple of episodes um, on my way to and from that show. And then I stayed up like pretty much the rest of the night and watched the rest of Glow Season 3. It's really good. It takes place in Las Vegas. So it ties into Cirque du Soleil a little bit. Um and it ties into doing all the wrestling stuff as well so um it, it's super awesome uh my favorite episode i think would be uh freaky tuesday which is season three episode five uh of this season my favorite episode of this season uh because they end up all uh changing they switch characters so they're all playing different uh playing each other's characters a couple of new characters and stuff like that and it is pretty it's it's a really funny episode. I really liked it. Um, and then there are other episodes that that really tugged at the heartstrings. I got me tearing up a little bit. And overall, it's just awesome. This show continues to get be so so good. And um, go watch it. It's great. Uh, I also finally watched uh, Lion King, the the new one, the directed by John Favreau, and um, it's I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Um, let's see. The, the the two things that I thought about it. Uh, first of all, the way that they did Mufasa in the clouds, uh, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, I liked it because uh, it was not like uh, animated clouds. It was, I don't know how to explain. Uh, the, there's lightning, and there's just a couple of times when the lightning struck and it lit up uh the very very uh subtle shape of mufasa's face 
um, in the clouds. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and then uh, the other thing is, okay, there's three things. There are three things. Uh, I really liked baby Pumbaa, who is uh, as a, a little baby hog is adorable. But uh, I later learned that uh, that is not the same type of animal. It is not a warthog. It is like a river hog. And so the it doesn't match up. And there are also complaints about young versions of people in the, the next movie I'm going to talk about. Um, so, you know, get, get, get your stuff together. Cast the correct <laughs> – cast the correct thing they they didn't cast an animal for that did they they could have they might have um then also at the end uh there's a little baby hog that that walks up to them and uh is excited to be there with the birth of uh simba and nala's uh uh child baby lion cub cub that's the word i was looking for um so I at first I thought, oh, did they, they did they adopt a little, little little baby pig there, and then I thought, oh, well maybe, well I don't know what what the other option would be because we don't see we don't see a, a female warthog there around to have birthed the pig. So I think my initial instinct is correct, and a lot of people being excited about that being the case that they adopted uh, that Pumbaa and Timon adopted a baby together i i like that idea as well so i am rolling with that um so that's a cool thing and then the last thing this is a thing that i didn't like so much not that i didn't like it but there were two songs back to back there are only like four songs total in the the whole movie anyway um there was the uh the one at the beginning the circle of life song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what it's called the circle of life song and then uh there's a, okay there's five songs sorry um i just can't wait to be king uh hakuna matata and then uh we have two songs back to back and one of them is the lion sleeps tonight and then the second one is uh, can you feel the love tonight um and they g- they go right into each other there's maybe like a minute of no, not of there not being a song between those two songs in a movie that only has like five songs. So anyway, um, I, the, that's, that's fine. That's not the problem I have with it. Problem I have with it is that both of those songs have tonight in the name, in the title, and they're talking about things happening tonight. And, uh, both of them happen in broad daylight. It is, is not even like sunset time or anything like that it's just completely daylight the entire duration of both of those songs so you know that's like uh, there there had to be a discussion about that i don't know they're like uh you know both of these songs uh okay they're back both back to back um they're both about tonight um uh shoot let's shoot them in in the daytime yeah that'll work so anyway, uh, the next movie that I saw in the theater, I saw that on IMAX. That was awesome. Uh, this next movie I also saw on IMAX. It wasn't on IMAX the whole week before this, but it got moved to IMAX out of the uh, Dolby sc- off of the Dolby screen because on the Dolby screen is the We Built This City. I think is the name of the movie. It's the one based on Billy Joel's music. 
I, I feel bad if I got, I, I may have gotten that completely wrong. I think it's about Billy Joel's music. But anyway, uh, I saw this in IMAX and it was awesome. And it's my favorite. It, it's like kind of my favorite movie right now. Uh, definitely my favorite action movie. It's like so incredibly bonkers and awesome and I love it. Um, but there's also controversy of people talking about the flashback scenes with them as little kids when it's like 20 se- I was expecting it to be a whole thing. Like we'd see it like multiple times. It's like 20 seconds towards the beginning of the movie that we see, uh, um, that we see the Shaw siblings. What is Shaw's first name? I don't know Shaw's first name. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm talking about Hobbs and Shaw, Starring Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson and a whole bunch of other people that I wasn't expecting. Ryan Reynolds is in it. Did you know Ryan Reynolds is in this movie? Go see this movie. Just because Ryan Reynolds is in it and he's really, really funny in the very few scenes that he's in. They're substantial scenes. But it's not like he's alongside these guys the whole time or anything. But, um, man... This movie is great. It's it's great. It's a super. It is a superhero movie without having like mutants and stuff like that. It's a superhero movie and it's awesome and I love it. And I I need to watch Fate of the Furious. I don't know why I haven't watched that yet. I own it on Blu-ray, on Ultra HD 4K Blu-ray, whatever you call it. I still haven't. Why haven't I watched it? I'm I'm, I'm dropping the ball over here. But I hope they make like a million more of these movies. Also, um. Vanessa Kirby plays uh, Shaw's. He's, he, she's Hattie Shaw, who is uh, Shaw's sister. I should just look up the. Let's see, Hobbs and Shaw. I I don't know what Hobbs is. The rest of Hobbs's name is either, um, but Hobbs and Shaw. The names of the people are. Do, do, do uh luke oh of course luke why didn't i know luke uh, it, it, they say it very deckard shaw it's luke hobbs and deckard shaw um idris elba is brixton lore uh and he's a cyber genetically enhanced terrorists f- working for etienne he's a former mi6 field agent and then uh vanessa kirby is hattie shaw she's an mi6 field agent who gets uh, who's framed for stealing this the super virus thing that uh they're they're trying to get they're not trying to get the virus back they're trying to get the virus out of her so that it doesn't just activate and kill everybody on the on the planet um so they have to get get a a thing they have to get a machine that can get it out of her before it activates and uh yeah so vanessa kirby is awesome um i need to see more stuff that she's in uh and i hope that she's in like everything that is made from now on not just fast and furious from now but everything that is made from now on um what else has she been in uh the only thing that i remember that i've seen her in is uh mission impossible fallout she's pretty badass in that um she's in mr jones don't know anything about that film and oh she's in everest i didn't know i didn't realize that she's in jupiter ascending i have not i don't think i've seen that but <coughs> excuse me um also me before you that's a pretty good movie um and some movies oh of course i ah, i've got it how have i not how how 
How have I not watched The Crown? She's Princess Margaret on there. Um, I've heard The Crown is really, really good. So I should probably check it out. Uh, so, oh, going back, jumping backwards. Oh, uh, the the discrepancy thing that people, some people, I get, probably most of them are just jokingly upset about it. But I want to talk about it here because uh, it's like the, the, the real life person doesn't have to be exactly what the person in the movie is. Like, that's what part of what acting is. Um, and people are upset, like, oh, like, you know, Jason Statham is, like, 50, and she's 35, and they're shown as, like, kids together at most, like, five years apart. And, yeah, okay, fair, but um, they don't say what their ages are uh, in in as adults, and she could she could look really, really good for her age. And uh, he could just look really, really bad for his age. And th- that that would explain it enough. Like, you, you, you can see that in real life, too, sometimes. That, you know, just because that's their actual age doesn't mean that they, ha- that they can't. That, that, yeah. That, you know what I mean? Uh, and really, it was like a, a, a flashback joke, basically. Okay, so, okay, so actually they're... <laughs> There are a few times where they show them as kids. There are more than just that once, now that I think about it. But they are just like flashback kind of joke things. Anyway, and it's the most important thing, instead of worrying about finding an actor that can do all these, uh, you know, just find the actor that can do what they need to do in the movie, not like, oh, that they match ages to make sense with the thing like just hire great actors and they did that and so i don't know why there's a problem (laughs) if like if if they were if they were both like really bad which they are absolutely not then you can start like just then complain about that don't even complain about the age thing so that's that i think most of i I feel like a lot of the posts about it are like just being funny. Um, but there are a couple of that I saw that they were actually very serious. And uh, I know the the ones that were being funny about it was like, oh, I, I draw the line at believability here. Like those are obviously being jokey about it. But anyway, I wanted to address it because I've I was unfortunately thinking about it because of all those posts that I saw. And um it it and i was like that, that was that's stupid why why is it even being talked about i don't know uh vanessa kirby is awesome that's the that's all that really matters is that she is amazing and so is jason statham and so is dwayne johnson and it makes for one of the, the best movies that i've seen uh also uh roman reigns or joe Noy, or how, how do you say his last name i don't know uh i'm a little bit disappointed they didn't have any lines in the movie but he was in there and he had some great action moments i guess going Ooh-ah, is technically kind of a line but um <laughs> it's awesome it's 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 awesome this movie is great um the the last movie that i saw okay so i was driving home from and stopped at the art store uh to get some some art stuff and uh the left turn to get on the highway was like really backed up and and that was the way to go back home 
and the right turn to go the highway was not backed up at all. So I was like, well, I, I, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go back to the movie theater and go see another movie. Uh, ended up seeing peanut butter Falcon, uh, after getting some dinner, um, just because I didn't want to wait two minutes at a friggin' turn. But I, I had heard that it was pretty good, but otherwise I had no idea what it was about. Um, okay, so obviously, well, Lion King has nothing to do with with wrestling at all, except for lions wrestling each other. But um, Hobbs and Shaw, obviously, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, there's lots of wrestling throughout the movie. Uh, there's uh, like all kinds of judo throws and things like that, especially from Vanessa Kirby. Um, that was all awesome. Uh, so I had heard about peanut butter Falcon. All I knew is that Shia LaBeouf was in it and that is basically it. Um, so I, I imagine my surprise when within the first five minutes of the film, um, the main character, Zach, who is played by, let me see, who's he played by? Uh, Zach is played by Zach Gotts again. Um, he uh, puts in a videotape. Uh, he, he's, uh, uh, he, as he as he describes himself, a Down syndrome person. Uh, he but he lives in a like a, a retirement community, like or like a what what do you even call it? It's. Uh, Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's how dumb I am. Uh, um, it's a modern retelling of the Huckleberry Finn story. Like, that, okay, that makes a lot of, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, and I kind of want to w- go see this again at some point. At the very least, I want to get this on Blu-ray. But uh, let's see. Um, anyway, uh, so... Here's the premise uh, from the Wikipedia page. This will ex- explain it better than I was, I was about to try to like detail the whole plot and everything. A man with Down syndrome, uh, whose whose name is Zach, uh, runs away to fulfill his dream of becoming a professional wrestler. So imagine my surprise. I didn't know any of it. I didn't. All I knew is that Shia LaBeouf is in this movie. That's all I knew, and that it was really good. Uh, so like within the first five minutes of the movie, he, he pops in a videotape and his roommate is Bruce Stern, whose his character is Carl. Um, and they're watching this tape and like, what are you doing? We've seen this tape 10 times already today. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a tape of, uh, the, the saltwater redneck, uh, who's a wrestler played by, um, Thomas Hayden church and, He's talking about coming to his wrestling school and all that kind of thing. And so he has this dream of going down to become a wrestler and learn from saltwater redneck. And that's the the motivation for the entire movie. And that's so like, I, I did not know any of that. And wrestling is such a huge part of this movie. The, the climax of the film is, is a, okay. I don't want to spoil anything. There are there are wrestlers in this movie. Jake Roberts is in there. Uh, Mick Foley is in here, and uh, there might be some others uh, that I missed uh, that I didn't notice. But um, yeah, Dakota Johnson uh, is Eleanor, who is one of the uh, volunteers at the old folks' home, and she like really has this connection with Zach 
um, and she's trying to find him when she runs away, when he runs away. Um, and Shia LaBeouf is this guy, Tyler, who meets, uh, meets Zach when he's on the run and they kind of make friends and go get, go, go on this grand adventure with each other. So, um, yeah, I really recommend it. It's, it's, it's great. Um, it made, I was almost like really, really mad at one part. I'll say it's towards the end, but then I was very relieved. So if there's a moment when you're like, Oh my God, how could this, why would they, why would this happen? Uh, you know, just give it a second. Hopefully, uh, you might feel that about a completely different thing than I felt about, but, um, yeah, it was really good. As oh, it was really funny. Um, uh, Zach's performance is 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 really good. Uh, he's I don't even know how. To, like there are there's so many great like comedy moments with him, um, but also uh, really great drama moments and early like that. And uh, I think everybody pretty much knows that uh, Shia and Dakota are, are very good actors, also. And uh, the three of them uh, just play off each other extremely well. So, and the, and man, the rest of this this cast is awesome too. You got Bruce Dern in there, like I said. Um, you got John Hawks. He's a guy who's who's chasing after um, uh, Tyler because Tyler did some bad stuff. Um, and Jen, uh, John Bernthal is in it in flashbacks. He's uh, um, Tyler's brother. So. Uh, I don't want to say anything. I, I already said too much about this. It's a lot. It's a lot better if you like didn't even know. It's it's a lot better. Uh, no, it's not really a lot better. Uh, it. I don't know what I'm trying trying to say. Just know that it's great, and you should go see it. And there's wrestling in it, so there you go. Go check it out. Um, all right, let's talk about the actual wrestling. Another 22 minutes into this episode. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. This weekend was, was awesome. It's my first like real trip to Canada. I've been to Canada very briefly as I walk, I walked across the bridge at Niagara Falls with all my luggage and stuff. And it was like on the, tr- the, the Canada side for like less than, less than an hour. It was maybe an hour and I didn't even buy anything over there. I didn't get any food. None of that. Cause, um, yeah, yeah, actually I did go to, uh, I get, did go to the hotel that I was going to stay at or just to see like how much it was or whatever. And I decided, and eh, nah, I'll just go back to the airport. Something like that. I don't remember, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, Toronto, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I really like the weather, uh, especially since when I got back, it was like in the nineties. I'm like, Oh my God, why is it so hot? Um, it was like at, at most it was like 75 degrees, like on any of the days that I was there. Uh, so the, the summer weather there is fantastic. I recommend it for that. Um, I, I saw the, uh, CN tower, of course I saw it, but I also went up into the CN Tower. That was really cool. And I went to Ripley's Aquarium. They had some, they had some cool fish and stuff. Um, I met up a few times uh, with uh, with um, Anthony, who is uh, in the wrestling 
uh, WhatsApp chat group that was spun off from the Reddit WrestleMania plans group. Um, so uh, everybody was talking about after WrestleMania, I, I didn't meet anybody from that group at WrestleMania. Um, but like afterwards, everyone was like, Oh, Hey, let's all keep in touch. And, uh, who's going to SummerSlam and all that. And, uh, so, uh, Anthony and I got to talking and like, all right, let's meet up when we, we get there. Cause we're both going to SummerSlam, uh, going to SummerSlam. Uh, he came uh, all the way over from, from London. Um, so yeah, it was really cool to, to hang out with him and, you know, just talk about mostly just talk about wrestling and all the stuff that we saw throughout there. Uh, we did not have tickets together or anything. Um, so that was kind of, uh, kind of an interesting thing to, to like meet up with people, uh, with him and some other people to talk about what we had seen from our different vantage points and all that kind of thing. Um, some other people I met, uh, along the way of this weekend. Oh, so, uh, uh, the CN tower, I, uh, went up in, uh, up to the observation deck uh, with Anthony on Tuesday morning, I think it was, and that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, the uh, I, I said the the one downside to going up in the ob- observation deck of a building is that you don't have pictures of that building because you're in it. That's like you can't see yourself without a mirror, and there aren't mirrors of the gigantic building anyway. Um, that was the one downside of it, but everything else about it was really cool. I thought I was going to be super freaked out walking onto the, uh, 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 on the glass floor. Cause they have like the, it's basically like, like a, a window, but it has, it, it, it's, it's in sections. So it's not like one giant glass thing. I think if it was like that, and it's probably because I was imagining it would be it, that that's what it was like. Um, so I thought I was going to freak out, but it was totally fine. Also, the windows are pretty like smudgy. And so like, it didn't really seem like you're stepping out onto air, at least not to me. Um, so it, it was cool. And I'm, I'm like kind of glad, uh, proud of myself, I guess, for not being freaked out. I like just like walked right out onto it and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I recommend checking out the, uh, if you, if you, if you're going and you know, you have like an entire day from like 10 o'clock to four o'clock, something like that. And you might not even need that much time. Um, get the sea and sky pass. I think it's called, uh, you can only get it online, but it, it saves you like 20 bucks, um, to get it. It's a pass to the CN tower. Um, and to the aquarium, which is right next door. And, uh, you don't have to use them on the same day, but it's totally possible to, to do both in one day. Um, and it makes sense cause you're right there. Um, so I recommend that, um, that's the pass that I did, uh, cause the, the aquarium's pretty cool. They have lots of jellyfish. They have a, a big observation tunnel thing that goes underneath where there's a, a ton of sharks. Uh, there's a big, at least one sea turtle, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, but you know, it's a nice thing to add onto a trip. I wouldn't recommend, 
um, that this is really the only touristy thing that I did. Um, I did also go, Oh, we, uh, Anthony and I also met up, uh, halfway through the blue Jays game on that Sunday. Um, uh, because, uh, I, I was, he was planning to go on to going to the game. Uh, but I was not, I, I did, uh, the, the WWE meet and greet that morning. And then I was walking back to the hotel, which uh, took me past the, the, the stadium or the, the ballpark, whatever you call it. Um, the Rogers center. And I thought, Oh, I wonder what time the game starts. And it was like starting like 30 minutes or like that. So I went online, bought a ticket and, uh, it ended up being, Oh, also up in the stands, uh, I met, uh, like just two rows in front of me. I see a guy taking a picture of doing a selfie with the, the stadium there. I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? It's, uh, one of the guys I hung out with, like, uh, between, the meet and greet sessions the day before on Saturday, um, William. So, uh, I went down and sat by him for, uh, just a few minutes and then went back up to my seat in case more, it, it turns out I could have just stayed, sat down there. Um, uh, but then about halfway through the game, which was the fastest game. I don't follow baseball at all, but this game was incredibly quick. Um, they were into like the bottom of the fourth, like by two o'clock, the game started at one, I think maybe a little bit after one. And, uh, yeah, it was a really fast game. Uh, one run had been scored in like the second inning, I think by the Yankees It was the Yankees versus blue Jays. And, uh, so like at the, uh, it was like four innings in. I was like, all right, I'm going to go down to level one. Also, I didn't have any sunblock or anything. The roof was open. I was in the upper deck. I was getting toasted by the sun but uh so i i I went into the concourse got something to drink and i was like oh you know i'll I'll go down to to level one uh see if anthony wants to meet up uh so we just hung out and watched the rest of the game from the concourse and uh talking about wrestling and all that and it was such a fast game the last the final inning which was really just half of an inning was the longest part of the game and it was really suspenseful it seemed like uh because uh the blue jays were all were in position if they had hit a home run they could have pulled ahead gotten two points and uh won the game potentially won the game or elongated it a lot um but that didn't happen game ended and um yeah it's cool and i had still had plenty of time not like plenty of time i was a little bit rushed but um i still had time to go back to the hotel take a shower real quick and then head to uh, the arena um, for what you call it. The things with the, the things the um, for, for SummerSlam that evening. Um, so yeah, all that is really cool. I wouldn't recommend any one of those things as the reason to visit Toronto, but if you're already going there for something really cool, like a weekend of wrestling, or like the Toronto International Film Festival, I imagine is awesome. Um, then I would, you know, go check out these other things while you're there, too, if you can. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my review of the city of Toronto. The airport is like kind of far from from downtown, but it's not too bad. It's not as bad as here in Denver. Um, and I pretty much just walked everywhere other than uh, getting to my hotel and then back to the airport at the beginning and end of the trip. Um, I was really worried about 
uh, customs. If it would take really long time, that kind of thing. But that was totally fine too. And um, yeah, just all is is a is a great trip. I thought I took my iPad with me. I did not even take it out of my backpack once. It just sat in my backpack in my hotel room. I didn't need to take it at all. Uh, but I did. Pl- I did play a little bit of Fire Emblem. Just a little bit, though. I, if like, I'm, I, I'm still in part one of the story. How long is this story? It's crazy. Like, I think I have something like 70 hours already. Maybe not that much. I have a lot of hours logged on this game. And I'm still in part one. I don't understand. I'm, like, trying to do, like, everything, though. But Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's awesome. It's on Switch. Go play it. Go buy it. Go play it. Um, okay, let's talk about, um, oh, yeah, the meet and greets. Um, those are really great. Um, it wasn't as awesome as Access, uh, the la- the ones that I've been to, or at least the ones this year, um, because it was only photos and, and autographs. But that being said, it, they were all the same type of station. There wasn't a separate autograph station. There wasn't a separate uh photo station which is good and bad um because when there's when they're photos only it goes so fast and also they're um they only had the one person or one group of people per thing um so you could just get one photo per line that you wait in um which ended up being all right it it works pretty much okay when it isn't super packed when you have as many people as you have at wrestlemania weekend though the way they had it with the three you wait in line and get pictures with three people or three groups whatever that that works really well for that um also waiting in line i didn't seem to i didn't really mind it as much knowing that there i wasn't missing out on other stuff um which is a good also a good and a bad thing uh because if I if there were matches going on like there have been at Access, um, there were a lot of times where I I was like ah damn I missed that because I was like I missed all of Tony Storm's appearances um, in, in the ring uh, because I was in line for stuff. Um, so there is like th- that's another trade off as well um, that there's not that stuff to miss. But that, that, but that there's not that stuff to miss, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I didn't meet nearly as many people as I met, uh, uh, WrestleMania, but I did do a bunch of the VIPs. So, uh, I got, um, uh, more pictures with Alexa and Becky and Charlotte finally completed the cover of uh the comic book with uh the four horsewomen on it i have all four signatures now now i can sell for like a million dollars (laughs) now i can get it like framed and uh hang it up with uh you know probably with the pictures of that i got with them that would be that could be kind of cool but um yeah and i finally met aj styles um that was pretty cool um I like he's the only one that I met the entire weekend that I was like I couldn't think of anything to say. I was just like, nice to meet you. I couldn't even get out of too sweet or anything like that. Um 
so yeah that was that was really cool i mean even meeting like christian i was like oh i just started listening to your podcast i really like it it's a lot of fun and he's like oh yeah it's just stupid and i'm like that's why it's so great that kind of thing um i think he's the only legend i met all weekend i i I met uh santino morella as well uh, but he was with another person from Sportsnet and Drew Gulak. So I was mostly talking to Drew Gulak and asking him to sign my cup. So this is the, the this was my quest for the weekend. And it was quite successful. Um, it was completely successful, actually. Um, it all started Friday night. Uh, I'll get to the shows in a minute, okay? This is the last thing about the meet and greets, I think. Um, but this takes... Th- this is its own 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 like saga right here. Uh, so it started Friday night. I uh, saw that Ali had he had a pretty short line, and well, I I I've he was one of the first people that I met at WrestleMania New Orleans that weekend, and it would be cool to get to meet him again. I didn't mention that to him at all because I had this idea while I was in line. I'm like, oh, okay, I just have him sign a piece of paper, like, do, and then I just have, like, a bunch of pieces of paper that have signatures on it, whatever. Um, or I just bought this cup, this SummerSlam cup, and I'm not going to meet anybody that's on this cup, probably. Um, so, and they don't have, it, other than the Cruiserweight Championship itself, that's that's a lot to get. Um they don't have any cruiserweight stuff. They need cruiserweight stuff. So I'm going to ask Ali to sign on somebody else, whoever else he wants to. Uh, so I, I tell him that. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I could sign on like Finn Balor or something. So he signs on Finn. I'm like, oh, this could be something. Uh, so I, uh, also in that session, I think, was uh, Tony Nice and um, – Oh, I forget who else was in that session, but, uh, I, oh, Buddy Murphy. So yeah, Tony, he signs, he signs on one, one of the guys and, uh, then Buddy Murphy, I, I asked him, Oh, could you sign on like Seth Rollins or something? Uh, so Tony Nice kind of didn't, he, he was like, Oh, is that what we're doing? Or something like that. Cause Ali was the only other one who had signed it. Uh, Buddy Murphy is like, oh, I'm going to sign on Brock. And so he signs on Brock Lesnar. And that ended up being perfect because the next day it was Mike and Maria Canellas. And I asked them to sign on Seth and Becky. Um, and as they were signing it, uh, Mike was like, oh, wait, I, sh- I should have signed on Becky. Like revenge for, for earlier. But then Maria just kind of gave him a look. And it was, yeah, it was that was pretty fun. Um, I also had, uh, the loot. Okay. I, you know, I'm going to pause this recording so I can grab the cup and I can actually go through everybody and who they, no, actually I can, I can remember pretty much everybody. Uh, Tony niece. I think he signed, uh, Roman reigns. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I had a Lucha house party. I asked them to, to, to sign on the new day. And so then they had a discussion about, oh, who am I? Who am I? Uh, 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 Lince Dorado, he chose Big E. Uh, Kalisto got Kofi. And um, Grand Metallic got uh, Xavier Woods. They're like, oh, this is perfect. And then they also quizzed me. They're like, oh, 
pop quiz what music is this because they had the the entrance music playing throughout the entire thing i was like uh, i had to wait a second I was like oh yeah that's kane like all right you pass the lucha test so that was really fun uh the sing brothers i asked them to sign um on uh braun Strowman and drew mcintyre and one of them was like oh that's perfect he's exactly my size uh so that was great uh let's see who else was there i think cedric alexander he signed on uh bobby lashley um who signed on ricochet i think it was oh uh chad gable he signed on the miz although he said uh i think he signed on the miz uh ricochet was jack geller um but chad was like, oh yeah i'll sign but i'm not officially part of 205 live and i was like oh that you know your your matches against jack geller were amazing uh, they're like some of my favorite matches and all that kind of thing. And that was another thing with this this quest, with this uh, goal, was getting all the 205 Live guys to sign it, or people who have appeared on 205 Live. Um, making that my goal also meant that I could tell all of them like how much I like 205, like how big of a fan of 205 Live I am. That's the best show every week and that they're awesome and all that um so uh who else was there uh drake maverick i had run out of other people for her to sign actually i still had ricochet open but i knew i was about to get um somebody to sign on there i forget who signed on there but uh drake maverick i got him to uh sign on the SummerSlam logo uh as the the head of every of it all he was SummerSlam itself and um yeah, it was it was a lot of fun uh just just meeting them and having like a th- through a a thread through the entire weekend of doing those cuz at first I was kind of bummed that it was like just one person per line and all that kind of thing. But then finding a game in it uh and setting a goal for myself, I think that's what helped me enjoy it the most. Of anything. So, if you so that's my that's the biggest thing out of this weekend I think is that if you if you're if you find yourself disappointed in in something in like an event or a situation you know find something in it like find a goal in it like make a game out of it find some type of some something like that and um and then it's 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 especially rewarding if you complete it because I have every male superstar on the SummerSlam Cup has a 205 live signature on them. Um, and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, who else is on there? There, there are a few other ones. I, f- I forget. Um, I'm forgetting some other people. Maybe. Oh, uh, Akira Tozawa. He signed on AJ styles. Um, and the Brian Kendrick, I think he signed on, um, who did he sign on? I forget exactly. It, it might have been he might have been signed on the Miz. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, now let's talk about Takeover Toronto. Uh, this is gonna be really quick. So the the two matches that were filmed for this week were actually very very good. Um, we had Brizongo, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango defeat the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake, Wesley Blake, and Steve Cutler. 
in a tag team match. That was awesome. Uh, oh, man, Fandango is is awesome. Uh, he has some such great moments in this match. I'm really glad that he's back um, and can shine here on NXT. Then we had uh, Jordan Miles and versus Cameron Grimes uh, in the breakout tournament final, and Jordan Miles won this match. Um, some awesome, awesome stuff in that match. I can't remember specifics, but it's it's great. Go check it out. Uh, then we open up the show with uh, with the live broadcast show takeover itself uh, with Street Profits versus Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Uh, Street Profits uh, successfully defend their championship. I gave this match, I gave those first two matches five out of five each of them because I really enjoyed them. I gave this match a five out of five because it was awesome. And um, I was, I was, I was completely expecting undisputed era to come, to come away from this weekend with all of the championships. And this was the first sign of like, Oh no, maybe they have none of the championships. Um, So yeah, this match is awesome. I can't remember specifics from it. It was the first. This is the first show of like a really, really long weekend, um, but I just I I, I loved it. Um, then we had Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Uh, Io won via submission, and it was uh, this match was, was this match was incredible. Go watch this match. It was the best match of the of the night. Best, maybe the best match of the entire weekend. Uh, the entire week uh it was just freaking awesome best women's match of that i've ever seen i would say like i'd have to go back and watch a couple of them that i remember being pretty awesome too to like have a fresh comparison there but i'm pretty confident in saying this, this yeah yeah this is it this match is it Go watch it. It's great. Then we had Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunn versus Roderick Strong. Uh, Velveteen Dream won. Uh, I can't remember the ending of that match, but um, I remember the the match itself being pretty fantastic. Oh, I gave Eos Rai versus Candice LeRae a 5 out of 5. And I also gave Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunn and Ro- Roderick Strong a 5 out of 5. Uh, and then we had Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. I was... I... The crowd sucks a lot of the times when a match like this is put on by uh, women, I feel like, um, is a very similar match to something like Pete Dunne versus Walter that the crowd just really loved. Uh, is a very technical match, as, has a slower pace than everything else on the card, and I really liked that about it, that it was so different, and the story that each of them were going after each other's arm was it was really uh, it was really clear, is a really well told story, but the crowd is just not giving it a chance. They were not into it at all, and you know I don't. I, I liked it. I, I thought the story was great and um, that uh, Mia's going to just like pull out all the stops next time. Um, if if that's not the case, then I think EO, evil EO, who is, who is awesome, 
is going to absolutely destroy Sheena at some point. Uh, maybe at War Games. But wouldn't it be awesome if War Games was a women's match? That could be pretty cool. I don't know how they could get make that work, but like the the, the horsewomen versus um, the team kick with Candice there, that would be great. Uh, maybe a third team, uh, uh, like the or a fourth member from each team that EO is has to end up being on either one of the teams, and then somebody else, and then then Mia is on the other team. That could that could work pretty well too. I don't know. Or make it for all the women's championships or on all the on the line. I don't know. It's all all crazy ideas. But uh, I love to see a women's war games match. But yeah, Shayna versus Mia Yim. I thought it was very very good. And um, I got to meet Mia the next day, and I told her like, oh, get her next time, um, man. When she she's when you stomped her her arm back. I thought that was it. I thought that you're going to be able to to win, but yeah, yeah, it was. I I like I liked it. Five out of five. Uh, and then our main event: Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. We have a, a street fight followed, or a regular wrestling match followed by a street fight followed by a no escape cage uh, with a um, a barbed barbed wire steel cage match where there's no escape. You can only win by pinfall. And it and they won it in a way. Adam Cole won because they went off the top through a table, and he just happened to be the one on top for the pinfall. Uh, but yeah, the, the, this match was 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 nuts. Um, and I five out of five. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Three. I think this is the third time they've gone head to head. Or is it four? I don't know, but it was it was awesome. Either way, enjoyed quite a bit. But Io Shriver's cancel Ray, match of the night, match of the week, match of the year. Maybe also, um, there are a couple. There are a couple other like really really good matches this year, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Um, okay, so now let's talk about SummerSlam 2019. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorraine. There's so many matches. There's 12 matches on here. My God, my gosh. Uh, Drew Gulak defeated Oni Lurkin to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. That was a pretty solid match. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Apollo's, Apollo Crews ended via disqualification um, when... Who was it? Was it Drew? Was it, was it Drew? No, Rowan. That's right. Rowan interfered because of... Uh, you know buddy snitched on him and Rowan's having none of that so that and he he pretty much got destroyed there and uh that was pretty pretty cool continuation of the story because we didn't end up with an actual match that continues that story on this show other than this one whose participants weren't actually Roman or Rowan so there you go and then uh, the last kickoff match um, was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics and uh, Team Bliss and Cross. I don't know what their team. What is their team name? They need a team name. Um, they won uh, to successfully defend those championships. So that was cool for them. Also nice because the next day, no, actually that morning, um, 
I had gotten a picture with Nikki. So I, I got pictures of both of the, the tag champions um, over the weekend. So that, so that was nice. Uh, Becky Lynch defeated Natalia via submission. So uh, good for Becky. Uh, Goldberg defeated Dolph Ziggler in a hilarious, hilarious match slash segment where Dolph is so delusional that he thinks that Goldberg is just keeps getting the jump on him. That's the only reason that he's losing is that Goldberg isn't, isn't fighting fairly. So that was really, really funny. And the music starting again and Goldberg coming out again. It was hilarious. I loved it. Uh, then we had AJ Styles defeat Ricochet for the United States Championship. Oh, my God. The ending. That counter of the uh, – what was it? Was it was it a 450 splash? I, but AJ catching him and turning it right into the Styles Clash was – it was phenomenal. That was so cool. So, so freaking cool. Um, then we had uh, Bailey defeat Ember Moon. I forget how that – I think it was a super – I think it was a Bailey to belly off of the top or off the second rope. And so, uh, yeah, that makes sense. That would finish it. Uh, Ember Moon was not able to hit the Eclipse in this match. So that's the so that's the only reason that she, she didn't get the win is that Bailey was able to, to take her out before she could do that. Uh, Kevin Owens defeated Shane McMahon. Um, this is despite Elias being the special guest enforcer. Enforcer, he used that uh, to his advantage uh, when uh, the ref was dealing with the chair or something. And while he did that, Kevin kicked Shane McMahon right in the nuts. Um, Charlotte Flair defeated Trish Stratus via submission. This match was fantastic. Oh, I forgot about this match, man. This is like way better than I thought it was going to be, and I didn't. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. Trish is great. Oh my gosh. Go check that check that match out. That's good stuff. Um. Oh, the thing about okay, so Bailey and Ember Moon they had their match. Um. You know, I thought I thought it was it was it was, it was pretty good. Um. But the crowd was was the worst absolute worst before the match even begins there's chanting for we want sasha that kind of thing and it's like they they didn't even give the match a chance like they were determined to be chanting about other things from the beginning and yeah i don't know i Sometimes you just have a good, you just have a good wrestling match and just watch it and enjoy it. it. Doesn't have to have this big deep story going into it. That's another thing I was thinking about. Like, there's a lot of talk about how how so many of these matches seem thrown together, and for to me, I feel like you don't have to have everything set up eight weeks ahead of time. You don't have to have everything set up at, like right after the next the previous pay per view. Um, it's I it's advantageous to have stories that are at different points essentially it's it's ongoing non-stop year-round story machine like if everything is set to a b c a b c a b c in sync with each other it's it's gonna get uh boring week to week you you want to have one of those like every other week one of the stories should have like a climax or 
like a real turning point, that kind of thing. Instead of having everything build up to just the one thing and then everything restarts after that, Um, which isn't to say that Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens should continue, which it is. It just shouldn't. It should. That should have been the climax. It should have been the climax of SummerSlam for that story, but it's not for some reason. But anyway, I'm not saying that it's it, it's working out perfectly, obviously. But the the way for it to work out perfectly isn't for everything to have eight weeks of build to the story. It's it, it, sometimes it's a good thing to have something like, oh dang, this is happening right now. Oh, that's going to happen this weekend. That kind of thing. That, to have a little bit of that. Like the Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler thing. It, 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 the match was made the episode before this. Before SummerSlam. And it worked great, I thought. And that kind of stuff. It didn't... That, that would have been made worse. If it was played out over f- five weeks. Four weeks. Whatever. I thought it worked really well. And really, it was kind of played out over the last, since the last pay-per-view. Because right after, yeah, there were seeds for this planted throughout the thing. So, yeah, I I think that argument is, is, is not a good argument. That all the matches seem thrown together. Like, a lot of them had a lot of buildup. Some of them had 10 years of history going back behind them. Anyway, uh, up next, speaking of 10 years of history behind the match, uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. This match was, was, was panning out to be so, so it was, it was a great match until the ending happens. And I say, let's say all of the match up to that point is still great, but the confusion being there live, not understanding what was going on. And then even watching it back, it was like, Oh, there it's confusing for everybody. Why it ended where it ended when it ended. Um, cause I thought because of where they were in the ring that Kofi had grabbed something, attacked Randy with it. And there's a disqualification, something like that. Um, and even on commentary, it's like, Oh, Kofi Kingston is snapped. Oh, is that the reason that the bell was ring? You're not making that very clear. Like he's been, he's, he's snapped. So he's disqualified. Add a couple of words there to clarify what's going on. Um, Cause also the referee was counting. So it could have been a double count out at that point too. And there was never any clarification of any of that on the show, especially for people in the live audience. So yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, they're going to have another match. Of It's obvious that they'll have another match. Um, and I'll still be rooting for Randy Orton to win because I think the story, it's, the story is just there for him to, to, for that to happen, I think. But, um, and what I hope happens after that with, with who is in the next match. So we have, um, yeah. Oh, Oh, on the Wikipedia page, it says in a double count out. So is that the, the official ending? Because I thought it was. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to believe anymore. Is it because it was a double count out? They should have said those words 
at any point over the next few days, they could have said it was a double count out. Those words were not said. As far as I know, I don't think those words were said. Anyway, um, up next, we had Finn Balor take on the fiend brain, brain, Bray Wyatt. And oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've, I've, I've experienced in person the debate the 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 debut the debut of the fiend so the 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 atmosphere the crowd is so into it they completely kind of redeemed themselves for we we redeemed ourselves saying like i'm separate from the crowd but um i did not participate in the 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 bailey and ember moon disrespect i refuse to be associated with the, the crowd for that match but um oh man the debut of the fiend was so freaking cool and the music and when the lyrics kicked in and i realized oh this is a this is a cover of his old song this is so badass and it's uh code orange kids i think uh, did this version of the song is so cool and yeah, and then he just destroys Finn. Didn't completely destroy him. Finn did get some some defense in, which some offense in, which uh, I was kind of surprised. I thought it was just going to be the Fiend is, is is not a man. He's an actual like supernatural force that is unflinching. But he ended up on his back and was about to get hit by the coup de gras. But maybe that was it. Maybe the fiend was just toying with Finn at that point because he got up and caught him out of the coup de gras in the mandible claw, took him out, pinned one, two, three. Um, it's not a submission, but Finn basically passed out so he could just pin him with his ma- hand in his mouth. Let him into your mouth. That's what he. That's what he means. Let me into your mouth. <laughs> Gross. Um. <coughs> the one bad thing or the one thing that wasn't i i thought for sure why is this being all noisy i thought for sure uh there's a point where uh bray where the fiend snaps finn's neck and i feel like that should have been the end of the match like finn's just dead but maybe that's just it, way 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 too gruesome um but that would have how badass would that have been? How insane would that have been if that was the end of the match? That Finn is just actually dead. Is is his spinal column has been severed by the fiend. <sighs> Missed opportunity. But man, that entrance was so freaking awesome, and the ending—if it didn't have the 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 neck snapping ending, then the ending that it did have was super cool too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we had Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, and uh, what ended up being—I was after the 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 Fiend appearance, I tweeted like, "Hey, just remember whatever happens next. Just remember how freaking awesome this was. How freaking awesome the Fiend debut was, because it was amazing." Uh, but then this match ended up being like really good. Like 
uh i'd say is the best brock lesnar match that i've seen um since he uh, returned to wwe and um that was pretty great uh, it was pretty great uh seth i mean a little bit unbelievable but you know what it was better than the wrestlemania match and i hope that seth rollins defeat him he become the new universal champion he is the only person he is the only new champion from this entire week which is kind of crazy um it's completely opposite of wrestlemania weekend where samoa joe is the only person who was still champion um after that week so uh yeah yeah that that was pretty interesting um I can't remember specifics from the Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar match. Other, well, he kept he kept like landing on his feet out of those uh, release suplexes. That was pretty cool. Um, and he didn't he didn't resort to the kind of stuff that he had to do at WrestleMania. So that was that was nice as well. It was really, yeah, it it was good. It was real good. And uh, my my one hope is that uh, we can see Seth Rollins not not fighting injured. Like I want him to be like act just dom dom just dominant for a few matches. Like he just totally cleans house. Like even if it's against, I don't know who who he could go up against. Like I just want to see him just be dominant for a little while before his next big fight uh it, like at clash of champions he could fight somebody that he he is much much better than um because i i like seeing that seth rollins too i we haven't seen that in a while not since like his inter intercontinental championship run i feel like it's always he's the the injured underdog type of thing I wanted to see him being the healthy, dominant champion who's who's not fighting every night because he has to. He has to be scrappy and all that. But he's fighting every night because he's that good. That's the kind of fighting champion that I want to see for a while. I don't know. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was the shows, um, the pay per view shows. Uh, I did not take notes or anything for Raw and SmackDown 205 Live, uh, but what what I can remember from them, uh, uh, before SmackDown, there's a dark match. Ali versus Andrade, that was freaking awesome, and I really hope that, because we have the King of the Ring bracket that's been released. King of the Ring is back. That's one of the things from uh, the shows after SummerSlam. Uh, it starts next week. I'm super excited for it. They released the bracket for it. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, let's see. It's King of the Ring 2019 bracket. Here we go. Okay. I mean, instead of talking about all the specifics of what happened at Raw, um, what, 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 what we have in the main event, it ended up being. Uh, the club versus uh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman and um, 
is Ricochet, Braun Strowman, and crap, who is even the main event? It was the person who was in the main event against AJ Styles. Why can't I remember who it who it was? Hmm. Let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, it was it was Seth Rollins, the guy who was just talking about for ten minutes. Whatever. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles in the main event, and then uh, when the the club got involved, they're be- beating up on sh- Seth, on Seth, on Seth. Then uh, Ricochet comes out, and then as oh, the third guy has got to come out. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be Roman or something like that. I didn't for some reason I did not think at all that it was gonna be Braun Strowman, and it was pretty it was pretty cool. That was a nice thing. We hadn't seen him in a little while. I think that helped a lot as well. Uh, helped get that um, that uh, get that pop. I guess you could say. I hate saying stuff like that. Um, anyway, uh, it's interesting that the thumbnail for episode three one thousand three hundred sixty five is uh, Steve. Oh yeah, that's that was Raw reunion. That makes sense. Never mind. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was thinking of this night because they were like, oh, Steve Austin's going to be on the show, but via Skype. Oh, oh cool. Thanks. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. Great. Um, but uh, the other thing, the other big, really big thing from this episode is that uh, Natalia came out. She's really sad about her dad. It's like one year since he passed away and all that. And she had lost the night before. And Sasha Banks comes out and... She uh she gives some some Becky fans a hug in the front row and then goes to give Natty a hug and uh you know console her a little bit and then punches her right in the face tears off of her tears off her wig she's got blue hair underneath and this is uh Sasha is back and she is going straight to the top because Becky comes out she goes straight to the top right here. Becky comes out to try to help Natty to fight off Sa- Sasha, and Sasha beats the crap out of Becky with a chair, just destroys her. And this is awesome. This is this is what Raw needs. This is what the Raw Women's Division needs is Sasha Banks, and she is here, and I'm very excited for that. And I, I, that, that's gotta be the, that's gotta, I'm going to be really sad if that's not clash of champions, uh, Sasha Banks versus Becky. I know it's, it's a minor pay-per-view, but like just just strike, strike that iron hot right now. (laughs) What am I saying? I don't know, but, um, yeah. That was great. The, the, that was my favorite moment of the whole week. I thought the fiend was freaking amazing. But also, but Sasha, that was the best surprise of the whole weekend for sure. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Awesome. It, it was such a surprise. I was like, wait, what is that? The, the, the music is the, it's, what is that music? <laughs> My brain couldn't process what was happening. It had been since WrestleMania that I heard that music. 
It was very good. It was great. It was great. Um, what happened with the universal or not the universe, the 24 seven championship. So what happened with that all out that's this weekend, they did some stuff at the meet and greets. That was pretty cool. I was at the next station over when, uh, they did the whole thing at, um, I think it was our truths, uh, photo op, um, with, the, <laughs> with Drake dressed up as a John, a little John Cena fan. It was so funny. Um, so that, yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, but who ended up, Elias ended up as champion, um, by the end of this week. Um, I forget exactly. Oh, oh they interrupted a, a tag team match. Uh, between the revival and who were they fighting? I don't even remember who they are fighting, but um, yeah, they interrupted the match and uh, Dawson and Wilder ended up as co-champions for a moment before Elias got in there and uh, he's, he's the current champion. And then after that, uh, Drake Maverick tried to tried to steal a championship from him by rolling him up during a recording session. And that video is pretty fantastic. Um, so go, go look that up. Go Elias recording studio, 24 seven championship. You can probably find it on YouTube searching that. Um, so yeah, 24 seven stuff is so good. Um, it was suspended during the, the next night. Um, because Elias is Shane's boy. And so it was suspended because Elias would be the um, special enforcer again for a match or something. Or, or, no, it was a one-on-one match between Elias and – no, I don't even remember. Why am I trying to remember anything? He was, he was a special enforcer for Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy, I think it was. Maybe. No. That's not what it was. That is not what it was. He was involved in the Kevin Owens stuff. What am I thinking? It was Kevin Owens. Why am I trying to remember anything that happens on here? I can, you know what? I can look up. Let's see. Spec down. Okay, so that's it. Uh, uh, That's everything for Raw. Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman, and Elias is champion. That's all that matters right now. <laughs> okay, so let's pull up uh, SmackDown here. I have it on mute, so you don't have you know, the sound here. But uh, what was Elias doing? It was Kevin Owens got to fight somebody. Um, he was really, really annoyed that shame came out that this is still going on. Everybody's really annoyed that, uh, we had Charlotte versus Ember moon. That was pretty good. Um, not nearly as many matches on this show as there was in raw, but, uh, the two Oh five live matches, they had three actual matches on there. Not like the middle matches, like some like filler, like kind of squash match type of thing. Like they usually do. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Rowan and Daniel Bryan go after Buddy Murphy backstage to get him to uh, admit that he lied about um, uh, about Rowan being the one who attacked. But this match, okay, it also makes up for only having like three matches. Is that the the the, the three matches were really good? Also, 
Um, Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy was freaking awesome. Um, it, th- both of these shows, as far as the matches go, it, it really felt like an extension of the pay-per-view. There's some really good stuff. Oh, also on Raw, we had Kabuki Warriors versus um, Alexa and Nikki. Um, they, they didn't have Paige there with them, and I think maybe that could that was a contributing factor that they weren't on th- at the top of their game to work together. And um, Anthony had a really good point that uh, that Oscar was probably going to turn on Kyrie at, uh, eventually uh, because Kyrie is the one that's getting pinned in all these matches, and that makes a whole lot of sense. Um. Let's see. Just scooching forward in the timeline. Okay. That is the backstage thing. Um, poor Buddy Murphy is just getting destroyed. Getting destroyed by all these guys. We are going to have the New Day versus Revival, but Randy Orton comes out and says, well, why don't we make this a six-man tag team match? And it was really good. Randy's so good. He's so freaking good. Um, why was Elias his... Oh, that's right. It was Kevin. There were four matches on the show. Um, Elias is a special enforcer again, but for uh, for Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe. That's right. Got it. Check. Um, so yeah, that pretty much, that that covers all of what happened on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Two hundred five live. We then had um, uh, the main event was Drew Gulak versus uh, Oni Lorkin again, with even more time than they had on the kickoff show on Sunday. That match was awesome. We also had um, let me look up. pull up the the actual thing and scrub through here we had uh Kalisto, i think it was taken is the one taken out of action uh he got replay uh drake maverick said okay while well, you get umberto you take his place in the match tonight because it's a six-man tag or yeah it's a six-man tag team match um so it's grandma Talik, lisa dorado and umberto carrillo versus um Is that what the match was? Oh, that was the second match of the night. First, we had Jack Gallagher versus Akira Tozawa. That was pretty great. Um, those two just just nail it every time. Um, the the team that Lucha House Party with the Umberto Carrillo replacement was uh, Arya Davari and the Singh Brothers. And there's some really great stuff in that match. It was a full-on awesome um Awesome match there. And then the, the main event. On, main event of the weekend. Oni Lurkin versus Drew Gulak. Um, Drew Gulak got the win again. Um, but uh, Oni Lurkin did not. I don't think he tapped out. Let's see here. Let's see here. Looking back. He's got him in the uh, Drew, the, the Gulak. And Oni. Just loses. He's, he's he's searching he's searching for the ropes. He can't see because his his eyes are right in his armpit. He did not tap out. He is knocked out, and so the door is wide open. Only 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 he's gonna win this someday. 
and it might not be until SummerSlam weekend in Toronto and uh, in Boston next year, but he's he's gonna he's gonna get it someday. Um. So yeah, all these shows, uh, the whole weekend was so awesome as far as the show. The, well, it was, it was the whole the whole weekend was awesome. Um. I don't even know what I was going to say, like go into after this. Oh, the King of the Ring bracket. So let's, let's talk about moving forward. The main thing that we know about is King of the Ring uh, tournament bracket has been released. Um, this is released on Friday. Um, I'm recording this on, on Saturday. But um, uh, we have the two halves uh, that I, I assume will take place on their respective shows. We have the, the, the Raw half. Um, the first round is Cesaro versus Samoa Joe. We have Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, which I was really surprised there that one of them, th- those two were my, like my favorites for the entire thing, but one of them is going to be out of the tournament right away. That'll be interesting. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn and the Miz versus Baron Corbin over on the raw side. Uh, Corbin, we haven't seen in a while. Um, maybe he's, maybe he'll be sporting a fresh look. Maybe he'll win us over with, uh, a new attitude and all I can, uh, we'll see, uh, over on the SmackDown side, we have Kevin Owens versus Elias, uh, Ali versus Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin and Apollo Cruz versus Andrade. So what do I think the, the second round will be? I think the second round will have, um, Samoa Joe versus Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. um, Sammy Zayn versus Baron Corbin or Cedric Alexander versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Kevin Owens versus man. I don't know. Versus Ali. Let's say that. Uh, and Chad Gable versus Andrade. And then the next round after that, I think will be Ricochet versus Joe. This is what I hope happens. The, the I'm working towards the final that I want to happen. Um, we'll have Cedric, uh, let's see, uh, out of that round, I think it will be Ricochet defeats Joe, uh, uh, Cedric Alexander, no, it'll be Baron Corbin defeats Cedric Alexander somehow. Um, Kevin Owens will defeat Buddy Murphy and Andrade will defeat Chad Gable. And then we'll have Andrade defeat Kevin Owens and uh, Ricochet defeat Baron Corbin in the semifinal. And then that gives us the final of Ricochet versus Andrade in the best match that anybody has ever seen in the history of professional wrestling. And that will crown our winner, King Ricochet. Or... Or King Andrade. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Either one of them winning would be amazing because that means that we get one of them in the final, and hopefully, we get both of them in the final. So, yeah, there you go. There's my bracket. I should actually fill this out so that I have like a record of what I said. So I'm going to print this. Let's see. Let's see. How do I open image in a new tab? Talking through the printing process. Let's see. Print. Um, landscape. There we go. Just one copy of that bad boy. Using lots of black ink for it because it was 
on a dark background. I have a black and white printer up here. So anyway, um, so as you listen to my printer, we're about, um, that's it for this week of so many things. Let me know what you thought about all this week's shows. And if you've seen Hobbs and Shaw or Lion King or uh, Glow Season 3 or The Peanut Butter Falcon uh, by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. And stay safe out there in all of the infinite multiverses so that I can see you next time here on CIW Podcasts. Bye.